today on It's Time. Every day that we live our lives, God is building in you the faith that you will need for tomorrow. I hear the calling, it's time. Welcome to It's Time, the daily Bible teaching program of Mike Kessler, pastor of the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho. Today, we're going verse by verse through the New Testament book of Acts. So, follow along as we join Pastor Mike. anointed us, me, to do and say the things that we say and the things that I do. And whether you want to receive it right now or not is never no mind. The point is, I told you. And what you do with that information is between you and God. You may feel that way sometimes as you go in and share your faith with people and say, well, I'm not going to listen anyway. Doesn't matter. You share it anyway. And if they somehow, you never see them again because they get killed or you die or get raptured. You know you did what God called you to do. And it will also echo in their conscience the next time that they need advice. They'll say, hey, I'm going to go to that guy. Even though I didn't listen to him the last time he told me what to do, I'm going to listen to what he has to say this time. Paul tells the centurion, we shouldn't go. Nevertheless, verse 11 again, the centurion was more persuaded by the helmsman than the owner of the ship, than by the things spoken by Paul. And because the harbor was not suitable to winter in, the majority advised to set sail from there also, if by any means they could reach Phoenix, and harbor of Crete opening towards the southwest and the northwest and winter there. I think wintering in Phoenix is a great idea no matter where you're at. Or close to it. No, this is a different Phoenix. This Phoenix is part of Crete. It was a port. It was an open port. Phoenix was a big city. And it was much better to winter in. Well, if you could make it there. You see, there's a lot of ideal scenarios that are out there. There's always ideas that will drive somebody on, but oftentimes not well thought through. The idea is great. The means by getting there sometimes are not so good. Now, you had a sure thing at Fairhaven. You know you were safe. You were going to, it, it's, yeah, it's a funky little town. And yeah, it's not going to have the, 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 you know, the disco bars and, and astro punk things that they all had. I don't know what they had back then, but whatever it was. The sailors go, oh, we don't want to stay here. This, so let's go down to Phoenix, man. That's where it's happening, you know. So they all decide they're going to go. Well, it says here that was their destination. A harbor of Crete, opening towards the southwest and the northwest, and winter there. Verse 13. And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, putting out to sea, they sailed close by Crete. Hey, it's a nice day. We're cruising. Nice wind. You know, always be be aware of when things are really okay. (laughs) I don't know about you, but sometimes that lulls us into 
and puts us to sleep of what real dangers can be. You know, everything's going well. Ah, we don't need to check the tires on the truck. I, if you've got an unction to check your tires, I think you've got to check your tires. You, you know, well, the thing's running great. You know, I never check the oil. Maybe we ought to check the oil. You know, just something to think about. Well, the wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose. Putting out to sea, they sailed close by Crete. But not long after, a tempestuous headwind arose called a Eurocyclodon. That's a major, major, huge storm. Several years ago, they did a special called The Perfect Storm. And it's where several lows in the atmosphere met, and it was in the northeast up by Maine. And it was called the perfect storm because it had the warm air coming up from the south, it had the cold air coming down from the north, and it had the moisture coming off the ocean. And this storm didn't just last an hour, it lasted for days and days. And the waves and the wind, and it sunk many ships and all those kinds of things. A Eurocyclodon is kind of like that. It mixes the warm Mediterranean air with the cold air coming out of the north, and you have one bad dude storm. Well, the Eurocyclodon hits. Notice it was a headwind. And so when the ship was caught and could not head into the wind, we let her drive. Now, this is an autopilot. (laughs) This is where they just... The steering wheel, you couldn't keep it straight. You just let her go. And so you were a a wild ship on the sea, being blown by the storms. You know, there's a lot of parallels here between this story and people's lives, too. You know, you warn people about uh, the things that lie ahead if they don't change their course, and they don't listen. And I do believe that God allows storms to come into people's lives sometimes. First of all, to show what we're made of. Second of all, to show us who our friends are. Third, to show us the power and the grace and the provision of God. And to show us the deliverance that God can do. But people are like that. And it, sometimes it isn't until they have a storm in their life do they realize their need for something different in their life. Even for Christians. You see, every day that we live our lives, God is building in you the faith that you will need for tomorrow. God is building in you today the faith that you will need for tomorrow. I don't know what the future holds, but I, I, from, if you're a person who thinks at all, if you're a person who reads the newspaper as boring and as terrible as it might be, If you're a person that is at all involved in the financial world or look and see the course of our financial spending in our nation versus of the entire world, you know that storms are coming, friends. It is inevitable. I pray that the Lord, the rapture will come, but if the Lord leaves us here to be salt and light, to be those that are the rocks, you might say, the anchors in a time of great storm, God may use us for that. But I know God is preparing you and me now, and I I don't want to ever, as a pastor, say, oh, you know, just party down, you know, Jesus is coming. That's not found in the scripture. In fact, we find that Uh, Paul, again, in his credentials of being a minister, he lists all the hardship that he went through that caused him to be what he is. 
And you'll, you know, a lot of times young ministers, when they start off, they start off with a lot of flash and a lot of, you know, they got all the right words and everything. And then when a big trial comes along, they're blown out and they're back in the bars. And I've seen it over and over again. Show me somebody that's time tested. That's what I want to see. Because that tells you whether they're going to run the course or not. Whether they're, what, what are they in it for? And so you're going to see in your life that God builds into you what is necessary for tomorrow. Now, if we don't pick up the tools that we need today, we'll not be able to do the job tomorrow. I, I want to congratulate all of you tonight being here. And those listening by radio, I, I believe you're picking up the tools that you will need to help you in the days to come. You see the example that Paul laid down for those who would walk in his footsteps afterwards to stand up for Christ, maybe being arrested, maybe being tried, maybe being escorted by a group that aren't your friends, but having friends around you and knowing that you're not alone in the situation. I do believe that we're in for some pretty stormy days ahead, friends. I'd love to just say it's blue skies and sunshine, but I, I don't think so. Bill Solis, who was an author of several books concerning the Middle East, he said if Israel gets into it with Iran and Iran shuts down uh, the Strait of Hormuz where the oil travels through, expect 10, if they get into a war, and because China's a big user, we're, we're the first biggest user, China's the second biggest user, and all this happens, they said a barrel of oil could go over $300. Why is that important? Gasoline will be over $10 a gallon. Now, you think families having trouble struggling to just make ends meet, then add a, 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 a gas bill on top of that, or all your energy bill. And since our country is dead set against any development of our own energy and natural resources, we're completely dependent on foreign, uh, no matter, oh, I got to tell you this too. Uh, this is information that the news media doesn't want you to hear, but I want to tell you because I've researched a lot of it. If we put on every wind generator that they have slated that the EPA hasn't shut down, if we put on every solar panel that they have destined that doesn't harm the endangered species turtle down in Arizona, if we could put everything on right now that was on the books, it supplies 5% of our energy needs. That means that if we run out of oil, 95% of us can't turn our lights on. Now you think about that for a minute. You realize how scary it is in the future. Thank God we're building into our lives relationships, our relationship with God, one another, dependence upon his word, knowing how we're going to interact one with another in the days to come. Bare survival may mean your brother or sister you're sitting next to. Isn't that great to know you're not alone? Paul wasn't alone. He was in a boat, drifting wide open on the high sea. They didn't even want to hold on to the helm anymore. They let her go. Where are we going? I don't know. They just let it go. They let her drive. In fact, <laughs> this is, this, the level of this is so incredible. Okay. They're sailing by Crete, nice warm wind. They thought they met their purpose. And then the Eurocyclodon hits, okay? Twisty winds, all kinds of crazy stuff. Okay, well, let's read on here. The ship was caught, could not head into the wind. We let her drive. 
And running under the shelter of an island called Claudio, we secured the skiff with difficulty. That's the little boat that they usually drag behind. So when they come, you know, they don't have to bring the big boat into harbor because they usually have a deep draft. And so they hit bottom. And so they have a little skiff, you know, like they have, like it's like, you know, like a Winnebago. And then they have a little Yugo behind it. Kind of works that way. Okay. They say one of the best things you can get on a Yugo is a rear window defrogger. You know, on the rear window, you know, the lines that go across. That way, when you push it in the wintertime, your fingers don't get cold. Anyway. Sorry. And when we had taken it on board, so they pulled literally the boat on board. Um, oh, oh, by the way, verse 16, it says, we secured the skiff with difficulty. It shows that probably... Those on ship went around recruiting people. You, 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 you. Okay, I know you're a passenger. You're, you're coming to work now. Help us bring this on board. When they take it on board, they use cables to undergird the ship, fearing lest the ship would run aground on Cyrus Sands. They struck the sail, so were driven. And because we were exceedingly tempest tossed the next day they lightened the ship and on the third day we threw the ship's tackle overboard with our own hands that means the ropes that means anything that you could do Uh, this shows you the veracity of this storm they started throwing anything overboard that they could to lighten the ship up again buoyancy is what you want in a ship undergirding the ship means they were they would take and run a rope underneath the ship and and tie it as tight as they could, which would help the ship as it's flexing in the waves as they're hitting it and everything from breaking up and busting up. This is a life or death uh, situation right now. On the third day, it says they threw the tackle overboard with their own hands. Uh, I think this is mentioned with our own hands that it wasn't by accident it washed overboard. (laughs) Okay, all these things that we need to make this ship sail straight we just threw overboard with our own hands. Ah. Fair Havens right now is probably starting to sound really good. You know, I think we should have stayed there. They have a nice motel sex. Why don't we just stay there? Well, now neither rain, excuse me, uh, now when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and no small tempest beat on us, all hope that we would be saved was finally given up. Uh, many days they lost the stars and the sun. They didn't know where they were at. Lost at sea. They used the stars to navigate by. They used the sun. At least you would know where east and west was. This storm was so immense and huge. Like the perfect storm that was off the coast of Maine, this thing was so huge that they didn't even know where sun up and sun down were. Everything would just get light, it'd get dark, and they'd be in this storm. And it says that we would be saved. They finally gave up. What a, what a place to be. You know, it's possible that this is one of the best places you can be in life. It's also one of the worst places you can be in life. When you have done everything you can do to save the ship, and you know the ship is going down, you are completely 
100% relying on God to get the job done. You now realize that your future is completely out of your hands. I wish we as Christians would realize that every day when we get up. No matter how comfy we have, no matter what kind of a feather bed we might be sleeping in. That every day, our future is out of our hands. We don't notice it because oftentimes our money and our luxuries and our things cause us not to realize that we're all a heartbeat away from leaving everything. We're all a stock market crash or a war in the Middle East from our whole world changing. And we like to think everything's going to go on and on and on and on just the way it is. But we know that it doesn't do that. It's never done that in history. It's not going to do that now. By the way, the Eurocyclodon was not caused by those gas-guzzling SUVs. Radical weather patterns have been on this earth since the very beginning. And don't let anybody ever convince you of any other reason. You look at the Dust Bowl of the 1930s in the Midwest, how it devastated almost all the farmland of America. That was long before we had all the CO2 greenhouse gases, and it was a disaster then. Radical weather patterns have always, always been. I thought it was noteworthy that Al Gore bought a house on the beach in California. Evidently, he doesn't think the seas are going to rise too high. So understanding this, where is we as Christians, where, where do we need to be? We need to prepare ourselves for the days to come. And the storm, when we finally realize it's bigger than I am. Friends, if we as Christians can realize that every day, this whole thing is bigger than I am. God save me. Let me be about your business. You will grow and walk in the power and the authority of God. That's the way it works. The problem is, is that we think that we're doing okay because oftentimes when we feel no pain. So a great place to be is where you let the ship drive. You, you realize that it's lost without you, God. It's a bad place, but it's a good place. When you come in contact with your friends and people you know, and in the days to come, I believe we're going to see more and more of them, and they are a ship on the sea driven by a Eurocyclodon, and they're letting her drive, and they've thrown everything. They've, they've, they've mortgaged the house. They've, they've sold the car. They've, they've gotten rid of their iPods and all that kind of stuff at the pawn shop. They've thrown all their tackle overboard with their own hands, and they're letting it drive, and you come along in their life and say, you know, you're in a great place. What do you mean I'm in a great place? Yeah, you're where God can show you his greatness. We have a God that shows us his greatness when things are absolutely out of our control. Children of Israel come out of Egypt. And they come out of Egypt after the 10th plague. And as they leave, Pharaoh has what's called a change of heart. Decides, hey, I don't want all my slaves to leave. They estimate somewhere around maybe a million people. And they leave. And as they come south and they come up to the Red Sea, they're trapped. They have mountains on both sides of them. The Red Sea's in front of them and Pharaoh's army is breathing down hard behind them. You, you, they're a ship on the sea blowing. <laughs> they're, they're done. 
It's going to be slim. It's, it's going to be a slaughter. None of the children of Israel had any armament. They didn't have any bows and arrows. They didn't have any chariots. They didn't have anything. All they had was if they were peasants. Remember, they were slaves. And they went through and they borrowed a lot of stuff from the Egyptians the night before they left. But they didn't have anything. And now here comes probably the, one of the best trained army of the ancient world with chariots to destroy them. The only way out's up. And we remember that Moses touched the water with his staff at God's command. And the water heaved up on both sides and the children of Israel walked through on dry ground. The last one crossed over and here comes Pharaoh's army. Right Now, if I was Pharaoh's army, I would look at the water on both sides, fish with their heads sticking out of the water. And I'd say, you know, this is something you don't see every day. Maybe we shouldn't be here. Moses holds his staff over the opening. And the waters came back and wiped out the Egyptian army. And Egypt has never, from that point on, ever been a major world power ever again. Wiped them out. Um, Type of baptism, you might say. We were all under Pharaoh's, Satan's control. We were a slave to his world. And Jesus comes along, our Moses, comes along and says, hey, I'm going to set you free. We step out in this wilderness journey. We come up to trials. We come up to baptism. We go through the Red Sea. We come out on the other side a different person, friends. Your enemy got wiped out in the sea a long time ago. As we look at this tonight, it says, any hope of us being saved was finally given up. Hmm. Wow. See, Paul knew better. He knew God. But the people on the ship didn't know God. And as we'll read next week, because of Paul's love for God, Paul's testimony, he was able to preserve the life. Even though they weren't believers in God, he was able to preserve their life because he knew God. And friends, I believe in the days to come because you know God. You will be a preserver of many things because you have a relationship with God. Every day, God builds into us something a little different to prepare us for the days to come. So every day is exciting because we know that, hey, I'd given up a long time ago. When I came to Christ, I said, okay, God, you win, (laughs) uncle. Now God says, okay, every day with me, sweeter than the day before. Letting God be God, your choice. Tonight, if you're not a Christian, if you're not walking with God, if you're distant from God, Let God deal with it because he loves you. Let's pray. Father, tonight, for each person here, and as we look at Paul as this man who was tried for loving you on a ship, and the strange journeys that you send us on because we love you, we know it's your purpose for us. And so, God, may your Holy Spirit remind each one of us the work that you've begun in us, you will finish. God, help us not to rely on our own understanding, but in all things acknowledge you, and you will direct our paths. You will see us through. 
And when the storms come, Lord, and want to make us run away, God, that we will stay. Because in staying, we will bless people. We'll bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us on It's Time, as Pastor Mike teaches verse by verse through the Bible. If you've missed a program or would like to catch up, you can do so by getting it from the It's Time podcast in the iTunes store or by downloading it from the It's Time website at theriverchristianfellowship.com. On behalf of Pastor Mike and the rest of us here at the River Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening and tune in next time for It's Time. It's Time.